This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Good evening to you. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a message that we started yesterday, and that is the appointed time of the Lord. And we are entering into the season of the spring feasts of the Lord, Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Specifically, the Feast of Passover is really a celebration of the sons of Israel being set free from the bondage of slavery in Egypt, which really is a picture of each of our salvation experiences being set free from the bondage of sin and the bondage of living in the world. Now we know as believers the Lord has become our wisdom. This year Passover begins on Wednesday evening and we'll, we'll talk about the Seder meal that takes place then. And we are in the month of Nisan, the first month of the Hebrew calendar. We spoke yesterday that in Exodus 2, the people of Israel cried out to God for help because of their bondage, and God heard their cry. As we follow the events, we read in Exodus chapter 3, as Moses was pasturing the flock of his father-in-law, he turned aside to see a burning bush which was not being consumed. And from that burning bush, God called, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, Hineni, in Hebrew that means, here am I. God told Moses that he gave heed to the cry of his people and that he was sending Moses to Pharaoh so that he, Moses, may bring his people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt, promising him that he, God, would be with Moses. As an aside, can I just say this? There are a lot of people going with good motives trying to do the work of God But we must remember there is a huge difference between going and being sent by God. Pharaoh's heart was hardened and refused to let the people go. And we see a message here also. In Exodus 6, chapter 1, we read this. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For under compulsion, which in Hebrew means a strong hand, He shall let them go, and under compulsion, he shall drive them out of his hand. 
What the message is that I got out of this was this. God's purposes are going to be fulfilled. Yet if our hearts are hardened as Pharaoh's heart was, we and we resist the word, then God will accomplish his purpose with a strong hand. That's what he did, and that's what he'll do with each of us. So you no doubt know the rest of the story, and it was through God's strong hand that Pharaoh let them go. It took nine plagues, blood, frogs, lice, cattle, disease, boils, hail, locusts, and darkness, and yet Pharaoh resisted. Finally, the tenth and the last plague caused Pharaoh to surrender to God's word. The death of the firstborn was that final plague. That takes us to Exodus 12, where we read yesterday of the Passover lamb and the power of the blood. I'd like to just highlight a few of those verses we read yesterday. For example, Exodus chapter 12, verse 3 says, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month they are each one to take a a lamb for themselves, according to their father's households, a lamb for each household. Listen to verses 5 to 7 now. Your lamb shall be an unblemished male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. That's the 14th day of the month of Nisan. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to kill it at twilight. Moreover, they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they eat. I'd like to read verses 12 to 14. For I will go through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord, and the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague shall befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now this day will be a memorial to you, and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You are to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance. And Passover is the longest feast that the world has not, has, has experienced, especially the Jewish people experience Passover. But now we as believers in the Messiah see that Passover is part of the foundation of our Christian faith. It says, actually, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, regarding the fact that in Exodus 12, it speaks about an unblemished male, an unblemished faultless lamb. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. You were not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your futile way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of the Messiah, Christ, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. My brothers and sisters, we need to see this is a prophetic picture that we see that on the last night in Egypt, that unblemished, faultless lamb was a foreshadow a foreshadow of that unblemished lamb to come and shed his blood on the cross at Calvary. 
We need to see that the roots of our Christian faith are found in the Hebrew scriptures. It's really incredible to see that Christ in the New Testament is called our Passover. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, For Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed. So if you ever doubt the power of the blood of the Lamb, we encourage you to remember this Passover season when the blood on the doorposts and the lintels of the doors of the houses brought life and not death in those homes. It's a powerful testimony of the unblemished lamb that Jesus fulfilled. And it's a power testimony, June, of the, it's a testimony of the power of the blood. And since Shelley is speaking to the church at this moment, I want to encourage you to remember Israel and our people to pray for God's mercy and to open their eyes that they might see Yeshua. For it's written in Romans chapter 11 that there's a partial blindness on the house of Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in and then all Israel shall be saved. So if you come from other nations and believe in Yeshua, believe in Jesus as the Son of God and the Messiah, you actually, according to the book of Ephesians, have entered into the commonwealth of Israel. In other words, you are worshiping Israel's Messiah, and that's Jesus. Amen. Interestingly, speaking about the blood, we read these words in Leviticus 17.11. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. So we see the issue of Uh, Jesus on the cross finds his foundation in the Hebrew scriptures. He is our Passover sacrifice. And again, we read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Junie, it's really powerful, the continuity And I believe those from a Gentile background need to see that the foundations of our faith is Hebraic. And it's very important during this season, because the earth is now suffering from a plague, the coronavirus. And it's no coincidence that Israel shut down the airport and um, people coming from other nations on Purim, which is the book of Esther. And for those of you who don't know the story, I encourage you to read the book of Esther. And this Wednesday evening, we begin the Passover, the first Seder meal of the Passover. And this week, there are more restrictions 
and more shutdowns because of the coronavirus. And we really want you to remember, as our people in Egypt cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard their cry and sent them a deliverer, and the power of the blood in obeying the Lord and applying that onto the lentils and doorposts of their home, the Lord passed over those houses that he saw the blood. And I just want to encourage every listener to cry out to the Lord for the blood of the Lamb to cover you, your families, your household, and deliver you from this plague. Really, the timing of it really is incredible, June, because uh, the, the plagues really brought about deliverance. And we're praying that this uh, coronavirus is going to cause people to question their lives and cry out to God. And we might talk about it toward the end of this week. But this is a significant time of the year for all of us to call upon the name of the Lord. That's how we read in Exodus 2. The people cried out and God heard their cry. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the blood of the unblemished lamb. And his name is Jesus. May we be protected by that blood and may we be free to call upon the name of the Lord in these days. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.